mic check, please. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. My name is John Gordon. I'll be your host. And I'm your host, Katie Burke. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you, the DU Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. Joining me today is John Pullman, the Ducks Unlimited freelance writer out of South Dakota. John, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks, Chris. Uh, happy to be with you today. Awesome, man. Yeah, I know you guys are getting beat up with some snow up there in South Dakota in your neck of the woods right now. Uh, but wanted to get you on the show here, just kind of do a little bit of a central flyway roundup, kind of what you're hearing. I know you're you're kind of the guy, the point man who's talking to people on the ground. Uh, throughout the flyway and beyond so uh, just to kind of get it started i know you know your guys's duck season is is over is it not it is in the low plains we have some the duck season out along missouri river stays open until january here a little bit but for the most part uh there's not much for for duck season left here in south dakota and in all honesty there aren't many there aren't many ducks left here either it's been uh we've had a real winter and even just going back to um the week before Thanksgiving, the week before Christmas, um, you know, we had a, a really serious winter storm come through blizzard conditions throughout much of the eastern half of South Dakota. And that really did a number on the birds that did remain here. And so it's it's just been kind of a one system after another, bringing cold temps, but then heavy snow and wind. And the combination of those things is really, uh, really locked up uh, habitat conditions here in South Dakota. Um, any birds that we have here right now, they, they aren't going anywhere because they've stuck it out through some of the worst, uh, you know, worst conditions that I've seen in quite some time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite the winter season already, and it's only beginning in January. So, you know, flip side of that, it's good news for habitat conditions. But in terms of hunting opportunities and bird numbers in the state, we're pretty well wrapped up. That's awesome. I mean, you know, that's awesome news for us to hear, but it's also awesome. I'm just sitting there thinking, like, how hardy do those mallards have to be that are staying up there on the Missouri River, and they're going to tough it out up there. There's there's always a couple hundred thousand that probably stick around up there. Um, but, man, those birds have got to be tough. They, it, it blows my mind, and honestly, it does. The conditions that they will put themselves through to stay up here as far north as they can. Um, you know, we had real air temperatures of uh, minus 15, minus 17, 18 degrees below zero um, around Christmas time. And then you added in the wind chill factor and it was 40, 50 below zero. And on top of that, there's deep snow, um, but yet there are still birds hanging around. And there are, I mean, it's, they, they've kind of moved into those wintering areas in the Missouri river, uh, some metro areas, uh, you know, and, and around Sioux Falls, some of the bigger, one of the bigger towns here in South Dakota. And so it's, there are birds that are sticking it out. But the fact they've done that in the face of just terribly frigid conditions, deep snow, um, you know, it's, it just shows you how, how tough they are. It's, it's, I'm impressed. I really am every year. Yeah, that is impressive. Um, so as you kind of, you know, bounce around the flyway, you know, I know you're probably constantly on the phone or, or hitting people up for information, uh, for different migration alerts throughout the season, but you know, 
where, where where are you starting out as far as like, you know, what are you hearing from Nebraska or, you know, some of those areas just a little bit further south of you? You know, it's going back in, in Nebraska itself, you know, they were been dealing with some really dry conditions this fall, uh, you know, really throughout the central flyway, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, just really, really dry, you know, and Nebraska up until, you know, the winter season here, still extremely dry, which impacted, um, you know, bird concentrations where they were going to be at. Um, I know in Nebraska itself, Kansas as well, you know, the conversations that I had there, farm ponds, you know, some of the stock pond areas that uh, tend to be pretty deep, um, you know, provided a lot of of the uh, some of the hunting action, at least where birds were concentrated this year, in Nebraska itself, you know, western Nebraska got hit pretty hard with some with some winter weather. Um, I know they they received a pretty good push of um, uh, Canada geese around Christmas time. Uh, from from here in South Dakota, I mean, we kind of emptied out at that point. I think whether it was mallards, snowgies, uh, honkers, um, and so their hunting though is still pretty tough. I mean, I, it, it's it's it seems like the line where these birds are at has has kind of continued in, in terms of the bulk of the bird numbers has continually pushed south. And so, you know, Nebraska right now still pockets of some honkers. Uh, you know, where the Platte River has some open water and some and water in it itself. It's there are some birds around, but again, it's. In terms of, of a season where we're, we're talking about clearing out the prairies in the northern part of the central flyway, this is one of those years where I think we've had everything we can to push these birds south. And, you know, like we like I mentioned earlier, there still are, you know, pockets of birds here and there that are willing to stick it out. But by and large, South Dakota, Nebraska, these birds have pushed through. They're, they're, uh, they are out of the region and uh, hopefully in places where hunters can take advantage of them for the south. Yeah, you know, and, and one area that always comes to mind, kind of right there on the central and Mississippi flyway, you know, meet right there in the corner of Northwest Missouri. You know, that's always an area, at least from my perspective, I look at um, as, you know, when that area really freezes up and really, you know, gets cold, a lot of ducks push out of there. Um, and I think we had that that week of Christmas. I think they lost a bunch of birds. But I, I think as right after that, you know, there was a pretty good warm up and I'm, I'm sure they're piling back in around that area. What are you hearing from that area? You know, exactly that. Around Christmas time, um, you know, I know Los Bluffs, um, you know, in that uh, northwest corner of Missouri, they were completely frozen, at least that end of December. And things are starting to warm back up a little bit. And those birds will, they'll trickle back in. As soon as they get a little bit of a warm up, it seems like they'll push back north out of Arkansas. Uh, again, they just want to be as close up here to the to the breeding grounds, I think, as possible. And so you're seeing a little bit of that now. I think by and large, though, still, it's, it is one of those situations where they had a enough weather at the right time to push those birds out of there um you know and in you know in northwest missouri their duck season's close at this point so there's not a whole lot of hunting opportunities there but you know it's it's i think again that that line of where those birds are at has really pushed south this year um and hopefully again to the to the benefit of people down you know further down south hunters with some opportunities here in january um it's been like i say it's been a real winter uh deep you know deep deep cold um snow cover wind and all of those conditions that you need to push to, to push for itself. Yeah, and I think I think there's most of the hunters around this region, around the mid south, have have mentioned that there was a pretty good little uptick in birds, and not necessarily mallards in some areas, but but certainly gadwall and greenwing teal. You know, even at the place where I hunt, we have a bunch of greenwing teal uh, just had pushed in that week of Christmas, and then we obviously froze up, and uh, it was game over here for three or four days at least in in the fields. 
you know, we haven't gotten much out of Oklahoma. And I know you'd mentioned hadn't gotten much, but overall, I mean, I think Kansas and Oklahoma were very similar as Nebraska, like you mentioned, where, you know, they were really dry going into it. So there was a lot of habitat unavailable to hunt. Um, but those who had some water uh, seemed to be doing pretty well, just kind of word on the street and what I'm seeing from the DU migration map. Um, it seems like guys going to Oklahoma are doing well. Are you kind of hearing the same thing? Yeah, exactly. It's it sounds like the the places where they've had where they've had water, you know, uh, have had enough water to stop birds on their way south. That they're doing pretty well. Um, but again, like you say, it was one of those things where one of those seasons where the you know even just in terms of management on state areas in Oklahoma where they didn't have the water conditions there to uh, to provide the food that normally attracts birds. Uh, you know, some places the bigger reservoirs they were doing drawdowns anyway, and so the water levels dropped even more in some places. It's I think it's been a tough season in that regard but if you had the conditions if you had the water i think you've done fairly well just those birds tend to be concentrated um and if you're able to manage that hunting pressure on them a little bit um then they then i think you can do pretty well on things you know that's that's one side of this that i think gets overlooked sometimes is that you know when we do water conditions are down you know bird numbers do get concentrated but they also will be you know um a little more susceptible to hunting pressure and so uh the the the, the hunters that are able to do pretty well are those that know how to manage that pressure where they're not pounding on those birds every single day. Um, you know, they'll try to bounce things around or, 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 or let an area rest so that those birds don't get pushed out. And if you've been able to do that, I think folks have had a, had a pretty darn good season. Yeah, I think, you know, people don't, like you mentioned, sometimes it's uh, overlooked a little bit. Some of, you know, taking some of that pressure off the birds will, will really keep them, keep them around. And um, one area, and I know we haven't had, we have another migration editor that covers Texas. Um, have you heard anything out of Texas? I've got a couple little updates if you haven't heard much. I have not. I'm curious to hear what you're, hear what's going on down there. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like from some of the guys that I know, and this is far, you know, south along the coast, even that prairie area. Um, down there that it, it sounds like they picked up a bunch of birds. I saw videos of some guys posting was like, I've never seen this many birds down here. Um, obviously, the coastal areas, you know, picked up, have good numbers of redheads down there. I'm, I'm waiting to talk to Kevin Cry with, you know, Texas Parks Wildlife Department. Usually have him on here. He provides a pretty good update. I know going into the season, they were pretty dry throughout, but then over the last month, they've gotten some pretty good precipitation and I'll have to kind of nail Kevin down on that because um, I have I don't have a great idea. I don't want to want to say anything that would be out of bounds here. Um, but I know the coastal guys have done pretty well throughout the season. The guys who are hunting some of those ag fields, you know, down there have done very well. But, you know, Kevin always emphasizes that kind of Oakwood Bottoms area that um, throughout, you know, kind of north and in a little bit kind of east of of Dallas where, you know, if they get water in there, they have, you know, pretty good water no matter what. But if they get water in there, it seems like the numbers really pick up. So I'm sure some guys are having some, you know, really good hunting there. I'll get with Kevin on that uh, probably within the next couple of days. We should have another alert on that. So, John, before we get you out of here, I just wanted to know how was your season overall? You know, you kind of wrapped it up already. Yeah, you know, for me personally, it was it was not a great season. Not gonna lie, um, just where I lived and where the birds were were largely concentrated. Uh, you know, it was a little bit of a hoof for me to get there and do the scouting. You know, but I did have a you know a number of pretty good hunts, and really, the, I ended my season on a really good note. Um, just kind of caught that right after Veterans Day, we had a system move through. 
And I honestly thought it was kind of going to be the, 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 the bell ringing on the season. I thought we were done after that point, and then the birds still hung out into, into December. But uh, ended on a good note. I was able to, to team up with a good friend of mine up northeast corner of the state and just had a couple of really just fantastic hunts for mallards and some honkers and some snow geese. Um, you know, overall, there's never a bad season. Uh, just being able to get out there, um, and, and especially like I, you know, the, toward the end of the season there, kind of on the razor's edge of the migration, just watching um you know birds kind of pile through the state you know there's just an electricity in the air there's an energy in the air that is it's 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 hard to understand unless you see it um but being able to to, to be a part of that to witness that you know big push of birds and in, into the state uh, was pretty darn cool uh, overall you know in terms of numbers not my greatest season ever uh, but it's uh, I'm at that point in my in my career as a hunter where it's not always about the numbers anymore. It's just about, in all honesty, and I know that's cliche, but it really is. Uh, just being able to get out there, if I can get my dog a couple of retrieves, um, that's that's a pretty good day for me. And then I've got a son, uh, my son Miles. He's gonna be starting duck hunting next year, um, and he, you know, that's gonna become my focus now uh, to get him on some birds. And so we've got some plans in the work uh, to to uh, to get him out next fall and to get him down to some other places out of state. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. But overall, you know, not a bad year. Um, it, you know, and, and from the hunters that I talked to here in South Dakota, I think if they're in the right places, they had actually a, a pretty a pretty good year. Um, and so hopefully, this moisture that we're getting today, um, I'm looking out my window and I can hardly see across the street. Um, you know, hopefully that is going to translate into some, into some better habitat conditions here on the prairie uh, this spring. And you know, we'll have some good local production uh, this summer. So it's all it's all one big circle, Chris. It's, it's all works together. That's right. And I was going to say, you're already optimistic about the next season. So that's that's a true waterfowl hunter right there, John. <laughs> that's right. I try. But the most important question for South Dakota, how was your pheasant season? You know, kind of the same thing. Um, you know, there were places that were uh, really, really good. Um, bird numbers we haven't seen since probably peak of CRP, which is 2007 or so, 2008. Um, and so we, bird numbers were, were very good. The area that I tend to hunt where I have some pretty good access to private ground was really dry though. Um, uh, they had an emergency hang on, on their CRP acres. And so um, landowners are eligible to take off half of that grass uh, for, for hanging, for grazing. And so habitat was down in that area where I hunt. It seemed like bird numbers were maybe down as well, just because of how dry it was there throughout the season. But I'll tell you what, I had some some great hunts. Uh, my youngest son went on his first as hunt with me this year and was a trooper, trucked through the grass and the snow and, and uh, held up his first doesn't at the end of the day and so i just again my as a hunter my priorities are changing a little bit in terms of of why i do it and why i love to get out there and so seeing my boys be able to come with me and play a role in it means a lot um and i'm excited to get you know for for next year my youngest just asked me the other day when we get to go pheasant again but as i look outside at three feet of snow i'm not sure it's going to be anytime soon awesome john this has been a great little update and appreciate it and i'm sure uh, all of our listeners kind of stay tuned over the course of the next you know 25 days you still got some more migration alerts coming out you know i think some as we kind of dip down down into more of the southern portions of the central flyway. I know we've got several alerts lined up for that. We'll probably do some more habitat updates like this. Um, but it's been great, John. I appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. I'd like to thank my guest, John Pullman, for coming on the show and providing a little central flyway habitat update uh, and hunting. I'd like to thank our producer, Chris Isaac, for putting the show together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the DU Podcast and supporting wetlands conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. 
Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org dupodcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. Stay tuned to the Ducks. Stay tuned to the ducks.